0: Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Olga Gaydan. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so excited because I've known Olga for just a couple of times. I've actually been stalking her, watching her speak and do lives on her shows. And actually, it's one of these random things I thought, you know what, I'm just going to reach out and ask her to come on this podcast. Oh, thank you. I didn't know he was talking to me, but it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's not that's not entirely true. I've, we've met a couple of times at the PSA in Yorkshire. And also, I listened to your live with Nigel Risner yesterday, which was a while ago for the, by the time people listened to this. But it was really good fun. And I just thought, you know what? Everyone needs a little bit of Olga in their lives.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, it's so nice to hear that. Thank you. I appreciate it. But yes, I really enjoyed actually talking to you every time we had the opportunity to meet. And now it will be really exciting because we can share more value with your audience.
0: Oh, thank you. And explain to them what it is you do. Oh,
1: you know, it's exciting because when I say I'm a mindset coach and a speaker, people wonder what is a mindset coach. And I always say, imagine a person who comes to me, they are obese, they are struggling with depression, they're suicidal, uh, they don't know where to go in their life. And then a few months later, sometimes a year or two, depends how much progress they want to make, they live really fulfilled, they live happy, they have tools and they have everything what they need in order to continue their life being absolutely 100% authentic themselves. So I transform people, I change people, I reinvent people. But it doesn't happen against their own will, obviously. (laughs) They come to me because they want to improve themselves, their lives, their career, and their relationships because we work on their mindset.
0: And they trust you to do that?
1: 100%, yes. If they don't trust me, we cannot work. And amount of times when... I would have in front of me you know big massive rugby players like bulky alpha male and that would be sobbing 15 minutes late and telling me that olga i never spoke so much i never shared so much in my life what have you done and i always say look if you know if you don't open up in front of me we can never transform you we need to go through your darkest signs and and shelves and and drawers of your soul and your mindset and your mind because if we don't do it then we cannot transform you so yes they trust me and i trust them
0: and what do you do to them to them <laughs> when you say when they say what have you done it's like well it's like well what do you do <laughs>
1: Well, a part of uh, being there, holding the space and asking them questions, which are naturally coming up in the conversation, which is obviously depending on the individual case, because somebody from having issues in relationships to another person who have business issues, there'll be different set of questions. So usually we always start with, I'll give you an example. If you look at my session today and we'll start, so hi, Amy, how are you? There'll be natural conversation, chit chat. And I was, Amy, you know, we don't have 12 hours right now in a row to solve your entire life. But if we could solve just one thing today and you will come out of my office or if you would leave the Zoom meeting room, if we work over the Zoom, what would you like to work on? That one thing, and I'm sure we can cover more later on if we have time today. But one, the most important thing, what would that be? So this is more, more often the, the typical question or the typical beginning of our conversation. And what's fascinating, even though people think, "Oh, I'm depressed," or they think. Uh, for example, I got separated and my partner doesn't want me back. It's really remarkable how usually the, the problem that they think they have is not the problem we need to work on. <laughs> because the problem they think they have is already the result of their mindset they had before. So, but, but, but I need to hear what they would like to work on in order to get to their mindset, in order to get to the beginning, the root of the problem.
0: And why do you think that people don't recognize those roots? Because we were never trained to do so. It is so
1: easy to do it. And all my clients, they learn how to do it because my idea is to not only help them, but also empower them with those tools so they can do it by themselves, to their partners, to their friends, to their family members, because... There are only 24 hours in a day, and I cannot serve 24 people in those 24 hours for obvious reasons. So if I want to reach out, because my goal is to reach out to a billion people, if I want to reach out to a billion people, I need to empower them in order to help themselves in the future. But it's very easy, but it's not something what we learn at school or at university. And there are lots of self-help books. But even those self-help books, they take hours to read and to get to the nitty-gritty, rather than when I actually having them in front of me or over the video call. I just literally guide them next time when you hit that thought process or next time when you feel this way, let's do X, Y, Z. And then they know. And there are lots of success stories when actually my clients, they would tell me the next during the next session, oh get yeah, that really helped my boyfriend. Or my wife just enjoys doing that, and I'm like, well that's good you know people usually get like two coaching two co- people co- coaching people for one <laughs> because they come to me but they they're able to help others
0: That sounds great and how long have you been doing this
1: well that's a good question because professionally, I qualified ten years ago or so need to check the date but full time for around about probably five years however that's that's a good question because I started my own personal development from the age of 13. And I remember conversation at the bus stop when I was 15. I was talking to a lady and I remember her phrase at the very end of conversation. She said, Olga, how old are you? And I said, I'm 15. She said, I can't believe how you helped me just to see my situation from a different angle at your age. But that was a result of me hitting so hard personal development world already at that age because of what happened to me before. And because I was so passionate about fixing problems and fixing situations, getting to nitty gritty, I can say that probably I was doing that from that that age. And that means it's, um, oh, it's 20 years. (laughs)
0: I'm 35. Shh, don't tell anyone. (laughs) So it's been a long time but you started your your personal development at the age of 13 which is super young what, what were you doing to to work on your personal development um it, well it's a great question it wasn't really me doing that it's
1: me um reflecting and reacting on everything that was happening in my life at that time around about that time i found out that my stepdad is not my dad my dad apparently died Two weeks after the wedding uh, with my mom so that hit me really hard and also he wasn't really looking at me as um, a stepdad to a stepdaughter that was slightly different view from his point of view unfortunately also I was bored at school quite badly because we were um, well we were a poor family and my speech was I was stuttering. It was way too quick at the same time. So people could not understand me. I was very tall and I was anorexic. So there were lots of reasons why my classmates were bullying me. And funny now, now they work with me, (laughs) which is really funny. (laughs) Um, So there were lots of reasons which actually were affecting me feeling that way. And I felt Back then, I think it was depression. I was never diagnosed with that because in Latvia, it's not really such a thing as depression. We don't really pay attention, at least at that time, to mental health. But I felt really depressed. This I would describe it now with my own language at this minute. And I remember my sister once brought a book, which was just right there on a desk. And I looked at that. And we just had this conversation before the show. So I managed to take this book. It is this book, uh, which is Transformations of uh, Ginger Donkey. Uh, Mainly what this book speaks about, uh, how it's never too late to start a new life. And this is what I did because I started challenging myself, I started wondering why my classmates, why they bully me when actually my grandma, she loves me dearly and why I don't have friends, why I'm so different. There were lots and lots of things which actually kind of got into place like a puzzle as a result of that book. And that book hooked me. It really hooked me because I not only was able to understand myself better, I also was able to click on the fact that I could help other people who are in this situation. And um, that was the beginning of my journey. And it was a beautiful journey. The the most amazing thing um, probably was being in that low state and finding that book, because now it led me to transforming so many people's lives.
0: And do you think it helped you to sort of see all of those dark places that you had at that time to to understand how you can help other people? 100%, 100%.
1: I had more dark moments than that. But if not those dark moments, I would never be who I am now. So I can put a hand on my heart and say, I'm so grateful for every dark moment I had in my life. Because not only I can understand depression. I can understand cheating. I can understand financial abuse. I can understand emotional abuse. I can understand physical abuse. There's so many things I can really understand when people come to me because I had them personally. And I feel their pain. I know what they feel. Obviously, I don't cry with them (laughs) because that would be ridiculous during the sessions. But I understand that. And that pain, those dark moments, made me who I am now. If not that, I would never be the person I am now. And this is my message to people. When people struggle, when they are in this during those dark moments, I always say, step out of that and be thankful. Be grateful because that is shaping you. That is building you. This is making you who you are. Why so many speakers, they're so inspirational because they have a story and every story has dark moments. So I would say, Amy, that during those dark moments, this is when exactly I was shaped and built and, and reinvented, not during my glorious times.
0: So what made you decide to become the, the mindset coach? How did you know, because you mentioned that there wasn't much going on in Latvia in terms of understanding depression. How did you find out to become this role you're in now? I think it was just a skill of mine to trust my intuition And when I came to UK
1: 10 years ago without any English, without business understanding or knowledge, and decided to run my own business, I realized I need to learn. And that was, again, something what I was doing naturally from the age of 13, not only because of school, but my passion in in personal development. And I realized that in order for me to be successful in business, I need to go and get more knowledge. And this is why I ended up in Florida, Tony Robbins Business Mastery event, which was completely transformational because this is when I realized there is such a thing called life coaching, which is helping people to sort their lives, not only to be easier or feeling bad about what happened to them, but transform their lives because there is counseling and therapy, which is not that transformational. It's good. It's helpful. It's definitely saved so many lives, but it's not aiming at transforming people's lives. And I, I got hooked on that. I just realized that's exactly what I was doing unintentionally without realizing that this is the thing. You can help people transform their lives and you can get paid for that. <laughs> and that was a shock. I was like, wow. <laughs> so I can do what I'm really passionate about and get paid for that? Really? I can do it all day long. But of course, because I was running my own business, I couldn't step out of that straight away. I had to implement everything that I learned there and many other seminars as well. And then only I was able to step out of business and do it full time, which was a journey. (laughs) It was a long journey, but at the same time, it was another best journey in my life because now I do it full time. And not only do coaching, I also start doing speaking. And that was something what I never really well kind of when i was a child i was thinking that i'll be doing something like that but it was more like educational something but i'll be passing on to people but i could never verbalize that but now when i look back it's just it's just logical that of course speaking comes from
0: coaching because there's so many people who need to hear that message and you're speaking in a language that you've only been grasping for a third of your life which is incredible Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Amy. Well, I must say that this is a result. Again, that's another transformation because uh, when I came here, there was not even two words I could put together in English, but I had voice coaching and a lot of that. (laughs) I never wanted to completely remove my accent because that's who I am. That's my uniqueness. And every person has their own unique voice. But at the same time, I wanted to be able to communicate in a way that people can understand me rather than wasting half an hour of my time on the stage waiting for people to tune in into my accent and understand me. So it's a result of work. That's another journey.
0: (laughs) So your life has been pivotal using other coaches. So you mentioned Tony Robbins. You've mentioned a a voice coach. Who else has helped you on your journey? Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Amy, so many people. Brad Sugars is another person whom I really dearly love and admire. He helped me um, indirectly himself because I was going to his events, but also his coaches in the business helped me massively. My own uh, life coaches whom I had, I think, about seven of them so far, because again, it's about growing, it's about developing, it's about getting better and getting better coaches as well other people, all my theater coaching, because I used to be actress before that. That was uh, quite powerful as well. Um, that was another journey. You know, even as, let's take even tennis coach, let's even take ski skiing coaching. I, I believe that whenever you want to get best at something, you're going to find people who are already good at that and you learn from them. And therefore, why, for example, my skiing coach was also so powerful because he taught me how to stop And that was perfect analogy in life. I realized, wow, how profound. Here I'm learning how to stop. I'm not learning how to, you know, go from the highest mountain down the hill. No, I'm learning how to stop and how to fall. And I thought, that's remarkable. How often in life we learn how to stop? And if you for example, fail, which I don't like the word fail in general. But if you do go down the hill in your life, how to go down the hill, how to stop, how to fall, but also how to stand up. So I'm going to say every coach whom I had, swimming coach when I was little, swimming coach, you know, how to not drown. <laughs> so, so many coaches, I think because of my ability to draw the parallel between the skill which I'm learning and also life. So many of them played so important parts in my life.
0: And you mentioned earlier that you want to help a billion people. Now, that's a bold number. How are you going to do that? By continuing what I do now, which is one-to-one coaching,
1: which I'm reducing the amount of number of clients I'm taking now uh, because I'm more and more involved into doing group coaching. Also doing my events. So my aim was never be a speaker just to be booked at the event to speak for 40 minutes, which I still enjoy because I know but so many hearts attached and the way how I know because people, people contact me afterwards via email, or very interestingly enough, sometimes I would meet them somewhere on the street and they would like call like Olga, Olga, Olga. And I don't know, even know them because I cannot recognize all faces who saw me or heard me. But when they say attached their heart and they did some actions after that, that really speaks to my heart. So right now, for example, what I'm doing, I'm um, having these daily shows, which are live shows across LinkedIn, YouTube, and also Facebook. And I receive so many messages. Like even today, before we started this podcast, I was reading a message on LinkedIn and the lady said, Olga, I watch all your videos every day. How come you speak about me every day? I can relate to every message, what you say in your posts. And I love the videos you make because they have really helped me. So that's another way how also I want to touch more hearts and more souls because I know that somebody will watch the video and they will think, oh my God, that relates to me so much. What this person achieved as my guest, what did they do? Maybe I can apply the same thing. That's why I also make lots of my own videos where I talk about issues and things which my clients are facing or were facing before or something I was facing before and I share how they can improve themselves or what they need to pay attention to because I know that that also will speak to their hearts and the way how I know it because again I receive feedback from people saying oh my god I needed to hear it today or that was so powerful you really hit it on a nail and that is so transformational but my big dream is Amy are you ready for that (laughs) please My big dream is actually to do my own events and travel around the world so within two years time I'm planning to actually travel around the world between different countries to go to at least five cities within the country to set up my own events where people can come and transform their lives over the weekend because we're going to go into really deep work on their mindset. And why is that important for you to do that? That's a really good question because I I follow my passion, I follow my heart, I follow what I feel is my calling and what is really interesting, even when I was living in Latvia, because I'm here only for 11 years in UK, even when I lived back there, I always felt there is something big I need to do. There is something massive, something beyond my own understanding, which I couldn't explain, but it was a feeling that I'm here to do something massive, something big. And what is really remarkable the more I follow my passion, the more I follow my mission, and the more I go into this world of transformation, of helping people, the more I feel like I'm at home. The more I feel I'm me, I'm 100% me. The minute I go onto the stage or the minute I'm in front of a group of people or even in front of one-to-one client, I feel that's it. I feel I'm in the right spot. I feel I'm me. I always feel like I have wings when I do that because it's just, it's remarkable. And this is the way how I always say, if it feels right, it means it's meant to be. If something doesn't feel right in your relationship, in your business, you have this feeling that it just doesn't sit well, or it's a bit negative, or you feel drained, that's a sign something is wrong, and pay attention. Every time after I give a speaking engagement, or maybe I do the session with a client, I feel on a high, and that means there was energy exchange, that means there was transformation happening, and something was built during this moment. And this is how I know I'm on the right path. And why? Amy, I can't see anything else I could do with so much passion. I mean, I enjoy photography and I love it with passion, but
0: not that passion. Does it make sense? It's funny because you, you switched your language before you, you were talking about feeling and then you switched it to saying, I can't see doing anything else. Because what you've been talking about has all been about feeling, whereas when you said I can't see anything, it's because it's not, that's not what you're using to, 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 you're feeling it instead. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you're right. Spot on. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, interesting. So you're a big advocate of coaching. We know that. You're a big advocate of creating new people. How are you going to, at these shows, transform the lives of and top them up to this billion total that you are speaking of? By taking people through stages.
1: Because of course, nothing can be done over the weekend. You can't really give people a book and say, just fill it in and your life will be transformed. It's about stages, taking people through stages of, okay, let's see where you're right now. And let's just just draw a map of your current location. Let's see what's happening in your life now. And then building and joining the dots of everything that happened to them before to prove them why they are right now where they are it's because of their mindset because of the stories they are holding on to for example why some people say oh my relationship right now is not healthy i'm not happy i'm with a, for example violent uh, partner and um, I, i don't know what to do and then when we break it down it's always going back to what happened in your family or what happened in your first or second relationships Right. And you can see the pattern that people learn something father could be violent or maybe not the father, maybe stepfather was violent. Right. Or maybe they haven't had a father. They haven't had a role model. And as a result, they got, you know, in a bad um, I know, company and they were together with the first boyfriend who was really violent and who was not treating that girl well. And as a result, she will learn actually this is normal. And this normal becomes expectation in life. And then she thinks for the rest of her life, this is what men are like. And eventually she will get attracted to people only like that. And what as a result will happen? When we say, okay, let's not look at these relationships, let's have a look at previous ones. And what happens usually, lots of other relationships will be very similar to those ones. Or another story could be, Right now, she's in valid relationships because maybe before she was in relationships where maybe she was dominant, maybe she was masculine and the man was very feminine. So what she thought, I don't want that feminine man, I want somebody who is in charge. And her understanding of charge was completely opposite to feminine men. And now she's with somebody who is a control freak and he says what she needs to do or she cannot do. So she went from one drastic, you know, like one... Extreme to another extreme. So here it's about breaking down. So where you're right now, let's join dots where it started. Because when you consciously understand when it started, it's so much easier to replace it. Because it's it's easy to say, oh, just tell to yourself to the mirror, I'm happy, I'm happy, or I'm slim, I'm slim, I'm slim. But if you don't understand where's the problem coming from, how can you replace it? How can you feel comfortable with replacing that? But when you understand, okay, I am uh, maybe so overweight because emotionally I'm not feeling fulfilled. And I don't feel emotionally fulfilled because since my childhood, for example, I had to fight for attention from my mom, and I never had enough of attention, that's why I want to eat more food, because only then I feel enough, this is like a light bulb moment. And people go like, wow, I never realized that not feeling you know, loved enough can lead to actually eating so much more food. Well, yes, because somehow you want to feel full. And that could be not your love tongue, now it is your foot tongue, your tummy, right? But the parallel is there. And then replacing that. Because only when you found the root problem, then you replace it and you say, okay, who I want to be, right? Do I really want to be the way I am? Clearly not because you are here at this seminar, this event, and this workshop, whatever it will be, right? Clearly not. Okay, who you would like to be. And let's not set up goals based on what your previous normality was because let's put this way you know a child who grew up in a very poor family will have very little aspirations comparing to somebody who grew up in a wealthy family right so let's not build you based on what you have seen before but let's go outside of your box let's look what's possible let's dream insanely let's come up with some absolutely fabulous like scary plants who you can be scary vision who you can be and let's close the gap let's close the gap with actions with behaviors with the way how you should talk walk think breathe (laughs) right and that's
0: why it will take a bit longer than an hour i guess (laughs) so what if you hadn't have found the transformations of a ginger donkey
1: oh amy don't say that (laughs)
0: I, I don't know. I really don't know.
1: I, oh, no. I actually was never asked this question before. It's, um, I think it's a matter of you searching for something. And because Deepin said I was searching for something, probably I paid attention to that. But when people don't search for anything, they can't find it. It's just like uh, this is such a cliché example, but maybe it's good to have a cliché example because everybody can relate to that. When you buy a brand new car or even a used car, doesn't matter. When you buy a new car for yourself, you can see so many other people driving this car, right? When you bought a new bag, you think, "Oh, I have got only one bag like that." No, no, no. Everybody else has the same bag, right? So it's just something what happens to our subconscious when you're looking for something. It drives you to directions and really stays alert. To what you need to help your search. Just like on Google, if you have open, uh, if you open the Google page in front of you, what can you find? Nothing. You have to type something for results to show up. And if you type just how to, you're gonna have billions and billions and billions of suggestions. But if you come up with how to mix red and white color, just randomly came up because my branding is red and white. <laughs> then you're going to come with
0: instructions how to mix the red and white color that's it and you're going to get the pink top that you're wearing exactly (laughs) no you're you're absolutely (laughs) right about the reticular activating system which is the filter and the and the brain is exposed to so much information and, and it's just enabling isn't it it's just opening your eyes to enable that information to filter through sometimes 100% absolutely
1: and we need to allow that to come and i mean i must say that was another journey of mine to allow information to come to allow you to channel we can call it intuition in a gut sixth sense whatever we want to right or uh, god talking to you or i like talking to depends what your belief system is there are different ways how people describe it but it is about allowance it is about allowing yourself to be open to opportunities to be open to see new things to be open to hear messages to be open to understand yourself better to release things to learn and it is another journey and i must say that it was quite a tough one because when it is something to fix physically it's easy you want to lose weight you go you exercise you watch your diet and you you get slimmer eventually but something that deep inside of you, allowing when you can't even see that, you have to really pay attention to when you allowed things to happen. And very often people call themselves, like my morning client, she said, oh, look, I feel really lazy. Like, you know, I sleep till late and I don't feel like doing many things. Like, I do exercise, but I don't really feel like doing that. And I ask her, well, when was the last time you allowed yourself to relax? She said, well, I never do that because you have to work hard. I said, really? That's an interesting story. (laughs) Again, why not to allow yourself to relax? Because when you allow yourself to relax, then you relax 100%. But when you tell yourself, okay, this is my time. I need to relax now. I need to relax now. I must relax now. You don't relax. Because you're under pressure of must, should, need to. But when you tell yourself, I allow myself to have a late line, to go for a walk, and to enjoy my day, this is not lazy. No, no, I allow myself to do that. Then you feel uplifted. And then you don't have any barriers and you don't have any regrets or rejection towards yourself. You don't
0: call yourself lazy because you allow yourself, you give yourself permission. And it's interesting the subtle difference between the language you're using. Is, is that the same for all languages? Oh, yes, totally. I mean, it will sound differently
1: because of the language differences, but of course, yes, it might not sound in Russian the same what you will say in English, but the meaning will be the same. And there's a big difference. Like for example, (laughs) another client of mine, she said, okay, I need to find a job because right now she's in transition within career. I need to find a job. To be honest, she's not even willing to have one because she says clearly with her language, but I so much enjoy right now just having this bliss and actually doing what I want. And I just only had to point to her and thankfully the session was recorded on Zoom so she could rewatch it later. And I said, please listen to this particular section of this session. You are saying that you not really want to go back to work and you need to find a job. How big are chances you will really go and search for your job? So, okay, but it's so hard to find the job. I'm like, oh, that's more limiting language, <laughs> right? So it is about, okay, do you really want to go back to work? If it is a no, if it is a no yet and you do have funds to fun your life, to have fun. Why not to take a break? And she can do that, right? She's absolutely capable of doing that. Why not to do that? When was the last time you traveled for a long time? When was the last time you were reading books and you were just paying attention to yourself and you were doing your hobbies? If you never did that, maybe do it now, right? If if your essence, if your soul is craving that. And then when you feel like, okay, I feel like I'm missing you know, working in a team, I feel like I'm missing dressing up. I feel like I'm missing the the involvement and doing something big. In that case, okay. Then you tell yourself, right, I feel like I want to go back to work. I want to be involved in, in the culture of the company. I want to be involved in, you know, the government, um, you know, funding the budget and everything else. Then you just do it. All right. But if you go against yourself, it's not going to happen because your language will
0: control what you do or what you don't do. And you said right at the beginning that this is not something we're taught. Why are we not taught this?
1: Again, okay, because it's something what is not passed on from generation to generation. Because let's go back to after war times. People had to survive. People did not care whether they're fulfilled at work or not. People did not care whether their partners are giving them attention or not because their partner came back with probably amputated legs and arms and mothers probably had to go back to factories and, and provide for families. People did not care whether their polarity in, in, a, in a relationship is, the, is a healthy or not healthy because as long as we have a dad, <laughs> right, that's all what matters. There were different times. But just like we pass on the recipes and we pass on the way how you look after your home from generation to generation, mindset get passed on as well. Right now, I'm running 21 um, Abundance Challenge with a team of people. And it's remarkable how much work they're doing. And Amy, it's so remarkable. There's so many beautiful shares in this group because we work on Let's talk about your mom. What, what were your dreams, what she did not fulfill, right? Let's talk about your dad because this is how we learn from our parents. We learn and we copy their behavior, their mindset, we copy their aspirations or lack of aspirations. and as a result, we become them. or very often because we look at them and we think, "I don't want to be like my mom, I don't want to be like my dad." or we go in completely opposite direction and now we're experiencing another extreme. So it is a journey which I hope within several generations from now on, simply because personal development right now is so big, it's so huge. I really wish and hope that few generations from now on, it will be healthier world because people will pay more attention to their mindset. But prehistorically, unfortunately, what was happening. People were surviving, rather paying attention to their mental health and their
0: mindset. That's the reason. And it's interesting you say about everyone's becoming more aware of their mindset. Do you think they are or do you think you are in a circle where more people are aware of it? So you think that more people are aware of it?
1: You know, it's quite interesting, Amy, because very often, for example, I would be on a train going to London PSA, for example. I would be on a plane, and you naturally just speak to somebody. And then you pick on their language, and you just, and because it's so natural within me, I cannot stop myself from doing that. And I would say, oh, that's an interesting story. <laughs> and people would be like, oh, why would you say that? And I would go automatically into the mode saying, well, because you say so, as a result, this appears in your life. People would look at me like, what do you do? And I would say, well, that's exactly what I do. Actually, I, I'm I'm working with people' mindset, with the way how you talk and how you create your life with your language. And what's interesting, I meet people who actually never heard of that. They absolutely never heard of that, and they say, "Wow, I think I could do with some of that because my life is in a mess." So something should stop you, and you should look at your life and think, "Wow, something is not right here," or maybe you feel not right. But because you don't know this thing exists, you're not even searching for that. Again, you might have Google page open in front of you, but you're not searching for anything in the search bar. And as a result, you're not finding anything. And I always say, the, ba- the best thermometer is your feeling. How do you feel? Do you feel 100% happy in your relationships? Do you feel 100% happy in your career? Do you feel 100% an authentic yourself? Because people wear masks. And I wore a mask. And when we wear masks, that means something is not right. Something is there, what we are hiding. And there's a reason why we hide that. It could be, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to maybe uh, show my real me. There could be many reasons. But when you wear a mask, and people do, that means something
0: there is to work on. Wow, I love that. It's a great, great sort of image that you've just conjured there for me because I am very visual so I, I you've been everything you've been describing I'm, I'm always thinking about that but I also do do a lot of listening and also kinesthetic so I I get the whole Olga experience right now which is great <laughs> <laughs> so tell me Olga how could people get
1: in contact with you well, um, as it happens to be, I'm on social media, just like everybody else. Uh, people can find me on Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, and Facebook. On Facebook, unfortunately, I reached out the maximum of friends. I cannot accept anybody else. But feel free to contact with me, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. It is just my name, Olga down I'm there on YouTube. There's a lot of content on YouTube, my own personal videos, and also with some absolutely tremendous guests. I mean... I had the author of a book, uh, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. I had Brad Sugars on my show. Today I had uh, Chris um, Simons from uh, Australia, great, fabulous coach. And many more to come, many more
0: to come. <laughs> so people can find me on internet pretty much um, just by my name fantastic and I'll put all of that into the show notes all the links for people to get in contact with you oh oh my goodness it's been so lovely I don't want to say goodbye because I feel like I, you know you've got this sort of fairy dust that you sprinkle out and it's coming over through the airwaves which is just lovely <laughs> so one final message for the audience
1: keep learning keep learning because the more you learn the more you earn And not only in a monetary way, not only in a financial way, the more you earn of admiration, the more you earn of love, the more you earn of pleasure and joy and blissfulness in life. I mean, on my website, there's a free tools. People can use Wheel of Life. People can use Relationship Journal, which is a seven-week challenge. There are business tools as well, they are free. And I'm always telling people, learn. Because the more you will learn, the more you will become as a person. You will feel more fulfilled. Because when you don't progress, as Tony Robbins says, when you don't progress, it's when actually you feel stuck. It's when you stop feeling happy and satisfied. So I would say, learn as much as you can. Because when you learn yourself, you can help many other people. So never stop learning.
0: If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.